Welcome to Kingdom Testimony. Today is Monday, May 16th, right? Yes. Um, we're in March of 2019 in the Awakening 2018-2019 series of my testimony of what took place four years ago, three years ago now, um, in my life. And it's interesting because just yesterday in church, um, I go to a Pentecostal church. The pastor is very lively um, and very good. First church I've ever been able to say, I really love this church. But he was saying yesterday that we all have a testimony and we need to speak it. And of course, I thought of, of this podcast. Um, that's my goal. This has been a pretty long series. I guess I didn't think it was going to take this long. We are covering a year and three-fourths, or a year and a half, to a year and a quarter, actually, of time. And I'm just, I'm just giving the highlights of where the Lord was working in my life. Not trying to give you my whole life story, whole sob story, all that kind of thing. I'm only trying to highlight where the Lord was active. And so this series will go up to May um, from when I left North Dakota and what happened surrounding that. Life is, uh, life on this earth, if you're a Christian, is not a fun place. It's, it's supposed to be full of a lot of joy and praise and rejoicing, which it is. <clears throat> the fruits of the Spirit are, of course, love and joy and peace and faithfulness and goodness, kindness, you know, all of those things, patience. But that's the fruit of the Spirit. So if we can understand when you get born again, then you still need to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And then at that point, the Holy Spirit starts to sanctify you and you will see fruit as you become sanctified, as you get more and more sanctification, more and more purifying, more and more cleansing, go through more and more suffering and affliction. You know, a tree, when it's planted, it gets beat by the wind to make it strong. When you put a seed in the ground, it has to die before it can produce a plant that bears fruit. All of this stuff takes takes time and it's a process. So when we be, when we get born again, we're not all of a sudden oh, I'm so full full of a lifetime now of joy and peace and all of these things. No. No, it it takes time. It has to be wrought out in us. W R O U G H T. And so that's why 
um, right now, <clears throat> after the Lord brought me out of this, and it's been three years now, exactly, since he said, let's go. I didn't leave. I left at the end of May 2019, but early May, he's like, you're done. We're getting out of here. And now, you know, I feel the fruits of that season. All right, so without much further ado, <clears throat> let's get into March of 2019. March 1st begins with the vision that I had, and I can't remember if I said this one. It begins with the vision I had of green, clear, metallic, plastic, rubbery pads fusing like a toy, like a child's toy, electronics. Um, saw this, then the impression kept coming as I was waking up. And then I saw another one. And the Lord said, this is the works of the enemy. Destruction. Many days of darkness. And it was, it was something to do with electronics. It was, uh, it was, it was electronics. That's all I can say. Um, and then I did say this in the last one. I was talking to Chelsea, my daughter, on the phone, and she was coming to live with us. It was getting really hard where she was at. Um, <clears throat> and she had to leave with the kids. So this was the last weekend we had the grandkids with us and they were having still talking about God a lot we were watching a lot of Christian movies the little boy we had he was seven um, he was relaying his dream that him and another boy were jumping from cloud to cloud and he said first he jumped in a big body of water like a sea and then he was in heaven on the clouds and that's when he saw the dancing water puddles. I mean, this, I was just constantly, you know, playing Christian music. I would take them into the kitchen and little kids who grew up in a home that had a lot of drugs, a lot of parties, um, probably abuse and all of this. And we would only get them like once in a great while back then the years before that and we knew something was going on so that's why we were pushing for them to go live with their other grandma but now we're in a little doll house two-story old farmhouse the girl's bedroom is pa painted bright pink and the boy's bedroom was painted blue and it was like that when we got there it was like perfect just set up for him and I would put on Christian music upbeat Christian music in the kitchen and I would dance with them you know, <laughs> and they were just, the, the, the middle one, the girl in the middle, she was eight, and she would just had this smile plastered on her face, like a permagrin, and she's looking up at me as I'm dancing with her, because my mom used to do that with me, you know, in the kitchen. She would just, she put a fun song on the console, <laughs> A, a 45 or a 78 
long play LP. I don't know if any of you know what I'm talking about. Scratchy needle music. And then she would just grab me and we'd just start dancing. Some of my fondest memories. And so I would do that with the kids. And the Lord reminded me so many times, they will remember these things. They will. They will remember what you taught them. They will remember the, the joy and the fun. So there was a hearing and they went home to their dad. Um, and all right, the next day I had a vision. I was looking at the inside of a box. It had rounded corners. I read each printed message on each side. The last printed message said, your time has come. And then the verse came to me, I will work and who will let it? In other words, who will stop it? Um, and then I had kind of a nightmare about my son who was living here. Um, okay, I, a dream of my three kids. They were still small. <clears throat> this drug guy and some thugs walk up to them. They are the age of when we left from up north in Minnesota. So they were 11, 8, and 5. He grabs my middle boy and says, Sing or listen to some song, something like that. And then he would let him go. I know he wants to get him addicted. I look into his eyes and I say, Jesus Christ of Nazareth wants you to know. And his eyes got plastic looking. He was holding on to my son in a small uh, phone booth type thing. I don't know, it was, to me it was a nightmare. So I woke up, let's see, thinking about the grandkids. Um, <clears throat> it was our last weekend with them. And, uh, oh, they had gone home, but we were going to meet my daughter in North Dakota, a little ways out west. And she was coming with the little boys. And that's all I'm going to say about that. She had left their dad. It was not a good situation. They have since you know, smooth things over. Um, and then on the 4th of March, I had a vision. A girl walking through a Dollar Tree um, dollar store and a demonish, demonish man is attached to her from behind on her left. And he's maneuvering her to move this way and that way, she really didn't have freedom to move or go about on her own. And then another girl had a big guy thing behind her suggesting, whispering in her ear, telling her suggesting suggestions. So that was creepy. Um, and then... We got to a hotel... Um, my daughter was pretty stressed, and so we drove out to meet her. She was coming from Montana, and we were in the eastern part of North Dakota. So we, we drove out to meet her. And met up with her, and then um, got back to the little town in North Dakota where we were, and the little kids were gone, the grandkids were gone. So my daughter 
and her youngest one, who was only a year and a half, took the pink bedroom. We pushed the two beds together, the two girls' beds together, and that's where she slept. And then her older little boy, um, he was four. Was he four, three and a half, four? Um, he took the other little boy bedroom down the hall, and he was okay with that because my office was next to that, and I spent a lot of time in the office, and I told him, I'll be in the office here at night um, until you fall asleep, and your mom will be on the other side of you, and, and he was fine with that. All right. Um, so another of my daughters here, we went from one, one family with kids to another family with kids. Um, but this time it was different, because the kids we had before my husband, those were his blood relatives, but now it was my kids. And I was joking. I'm like, wow, we get rid of one set of kids and now we get another, you know. And and I thought he would be happy about that, but he wasn't really interested um, in what my daughter was going through because he saw that she, her as a grown-up and why should we take in, you know, and I, I told him, I said, she is going to pay her her share. She's, you know... And she actually had gotten some um, aid from the government, of course, for moving. And they gave her a whole bunch of food stamps and she completely stocked the freezer. You know, which was something that we didn't get with the grandkids. We didn't go in for assistance for them. We're like, no, you know, we, we can afford it. So it was kind of like the Lord was kind of making up what we had what we had lost. It was it was really neat. So my daughter and I um, spent a lot of time at home and I told my husband I'm not going to go back to work just yet because <clears throat> my daughter who I have not seen very much or my grandkids um, is now here and I don't think that's right to just say, okay, good, you're here, now I'm leaving, you know. She was going through a really hard time. So that also didn't make him happy. Um, he had come a long way from the previous fall when we had gotten back together, but now he just plain wasn't happy. The grandkids had gone back home with their dad. <clears throat> he thought it was too soon. He thought we were going to have them forever. Um, he did not want my daughter and the kids living with us. He wanted to be back in Fargo with friends. He had to be home every day by six, so to eat supper and then, you know, hang out with me and my daughter who were extremely close and he just wasn't happy. In the meantime, also the Lord is telling me, I have not stopped warning you that time is coming to an end. We are nearing the Great Tribulation. Um, he has shown me something in 2017 also, a video about Joseph and the seven years of um, fatness and then the seven years of leanness. And I had seen something where it was saying that the, the Lord is pretty much saying that's where we're at. You're in the seven years of fatness, starting in 2017, and I, the Revelation 12 sign, and I don't know if you've seen that, but you need to look it up. 
2024 will start the seven lean years. And of course, there's been a lot of talk about famine. We're in 2022. Um, plenty of warnings out there about food shortages and all of that. Um, and I believe the Lord and I believe what he's saying is true. And I think starting in 2024 could be the beginning of the Great Tribulation. Like the worst of it. And the famines. And you won't be able to buy or sell unless you have whatever it is they're telling you you have to have. So um, anyway, March 9th, the Lord was saying time is speeding up again. And this is what he had showed me in that last full moon. Then I had a vision. And I saw people all standing around waiting to see Jesus. One was a lady with brown hair. When he approached, she turned into a small girl around 11 years old. Then she had her encounter with him, talked to him, he touched her head, and she vanished. Uh, later that day, I had another vision of dark things, skinny things flying about, sinful things that cannot inhabit heaven. Okay. Um, let's see. The next day, the Lord woke me up, and he was talking to me, and I didn't remember what he was saying, and I was so groggy, but I, one thing I did remember, only the anointed know of the evil that is around them, and the time's seriousness. That was one thing he said. Um, the next day, another vision. A yellow soup pot with three new dryer sheets in it. Oh, yeah, that reminded me of that school we were at. All right. Never mind. That one was, that one was personal. Um, okay. A vision I had. I'm going around the base of this yellow house that we're in. The outside of this house with this... The exterior was bright yellow. Um, I was checking the soundness of the structure as I'm going around the outside. I get to the southeast corner and suddenly I'm lifted up, up, up. I can see the house getting smaller and smaller. I'm aware of every distance as I'm going slowly. I'm taken into the clouds. It's foggy. The house is way below. I'm standing on a door threshold and I say to God, I will step out into the clouds, into earth below, which I assume is still above the house. I feel him impress on me, not yet, but I'm ready to. I have one foot out. Then I think, is this the devil tricking me like he did Jesus, taken to a tall pinnacle? I think, if this is supernatural, it's God. Then I think I'll gladly step off for you, and I step off. A little while later, I had another vision. I see a small puddle with dancing big raindrops on it. Then I see an ocean, dark like an earth one, and it's raining, and I am above the ocean. So, interesting stuff. Okay, and then it's March 16th, and something happened. Um... Well, my daughter had had a vision of my of my husband 
being under uh, a demonic attack. Oh, here it is. Okay, I'm just going to read this. I was with a pastor. I mean, this is a dream I had. I was with a pastor and his wife and child at a convenience store. They got in line. Everything went dark. It went black and white. A tall man got between me and them in line. I looked directly at him and smiled, trying to be loving to everyone. He was tall and um, like dark skin, but he looked like like a bad guy, like a hoodlum. With He had an afro, small mustache, goatee. I'm not racist. He looked at me with indifference. The spirit in him was infirmity, mental, mental and physical weakness. Soon this spirit, I thought it was the guy at first, was behind me and had control of my arms and head and neck and was leaning my torso into it backwards. I was praying, Jesus, Jesus, but the words were intelligible, like if I had fat lips and a tongue that didn't work. I could sense the Holy Spirit was reassuring me I was going to be fine. It was an encounter I needed to have. I was aware I was laying in bed, so partly awake. I kept praying Jesus' name over and over as it continued. I thought, at least I'm still standing. Then my legs started to lift off the ground. I was spiritually at a 45-degree angle, and they were going higher. I was in its complete control. I was in uh, this incomplete control. I was, <laughs> this thing had complete control of me. I was helpless. Then I thought, love him, the guy. So I said, I love you, or Jesus loves you. It started to subside. I was now aware of being more awake in bed, saying or harsh whispering out loud, Jesus, Jesus, but it was still unintelligible. My husband was facing me and sleeping, but up against me. I saw and felt what I thought was his arm on my right side, so he's on my left. I felt his arm on my right side like it was behind me and around me, like the guy's, like the guy was in the dream, as I woke up and then I realized that's impossible for it to be his arm if he's on my left, but his arm to be all the way over on my right side. And then I was fine. I wasn't really frightened, but I couldn't pray it away. Um, and then I, is it here that I got up to go to the bathroom? Yeah, I got up to go to the bathroom and I got halfway across the bedroom floor and I couldn't walk. It was like something was holding my legs. And so I had to crawl into the bathroom. And when I got into the bathroom, it was it was very demonic in there. Um, and that's all I'm gonna say. And so I talked to my husband about it. And and he and he was he was like, oh, I I don't know. Wow, that's weird. And then the Lord started showing me that. I know it's going to sound funny, but that um, my husband was, in fact, possessed and was doing, I can't go into detail, so you're just, just going to have to believe me. I'm sorry. Uh, 
I had a lot of talks with them and I don't want to go into it because it's very personal. But um, I told them eventually, I said, I, you know, you have to be honest me, with me. What is going on? There's something going on. There is a demon in our bedroom. And every time I have a dream, it is controlling me. So this, and it was in our bed. So, and the what, and the things that it was doing was, was telling me it was my husband who had this going on. And I talked to him about it and he didn't really deny it, but he just kind of pretended like, well, I don't know. I don't know. What do you, what do you mean? And, you know, and having that voice where it's like, you know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh, here it is. I did record it. There's something, I am having a dream. This is a few days later. There's something leaking. My husband is getting up. He leans my way to hug me, but I got to go to the bathroom. I get up and I can't make it past the bedstand by the door. I'm overcome, weak, and subdued. I make it to the bathroom. Um, it's like by the closet. I struggle with the door. I get inside. I can't see well. I am blacking out, in and out. I have to hold on to the walls. The bottom of the walls are cut away. When I told my husband that I couldn't make it to the bathroom, I'm not scared. It's just, I just can't, you know. He didn't care. In the bathroom, I had to put both hands on the walls to keep myself up. Um, when I woke up, it had been a dream, and my husband was in the shower. And then the the uh, verse came to me, I will give them over to their desires. Now me and my daughter had anointed the house. And after we anointed the house, uh, the demonic activity got very, very active. It was so weird. It was like it, there was nothing there as long as the grandkids were there. Um, and it wasn't my daughter because my daughter was upstairs in bed one night she heard something coming up the stairs, and they're really creaky. It was an old farmhouse. She heard something come upstairs, and um, the door to her bedroom was open a ways, and a man walked in her room. He was wearing a white robe and long brown hair, and he put his hand on her forehead, and it was Jesus. You know, so it was weird because Jesus and the demonic were in that house at the same time. It was a showdown, let me tell you what. It was an absolute showdown. Um, so, I, I'm sorry about all the page turning. I'm going to have to go and read this. There's just so, so much written here that I only want to give you... I am analyzing the crap out of what's going on, what the last eight years were about. I'm going to have to just go up the little tiny baby spider. You're dead now. Um, you know, what was going on for this whole marriage? Because I'm starting to see that the signs were all there. And... Um, I just, I just couldn't see it. I couldn't see it. And it was, um, he was basically 
very unfaithful um, in his uh, dream life as and people do that as well as now in life life the Lord showed me that he was with a blonde girl it was later confirmed by my sister who saw it but her and I were uh, not on good terms at that time so she didn't call and tell me and I really apologize if I'm missing out if you know on something really good I just can't put all of this into a short paragraph because we're at 28 minutes I had a, a vision this is on March 27th Jesus walking on a long shore toward the open water the figure turns into a person wearing boxing gloves he starts to run and box at the same time I picture Rocky and then I hear the verse like one boxing the air in other words there's a big fight big fight coming I didn't know it at the time but there was um, in the prayer closet he told me everything I've told you is real and it is truth and then he said the next day unravel I made notes in my prayer closet um, and I the next day I said Jesus this is getting really hard it's hard on my daughter and it's hard on me and he said this is about your husband right now um, Oh boy. Then he said, I have that against him that um, he used your innocence to try to have one he could manipulate and control, the perfect wife. But when you responded to me last year, I decided I would not allow it. I said, Lord, please let me entreat you. Is there a purpose in all this? He said, I am raising up an army. This is training. This army will be on the front lines doing great exploits. I thought you wanted John fourteen twelve for you. I said, yes, Lord, I do. And he said, it's testimony time. Um, and it turns out later on that this was more about my daughter than it was about me or my husband. Because she has really, uh, she was really impacted by all of this and came to be very, very close to the Lord through it all. It, it was... It was amazing what the Lord did with all of this this mess. It was just such a mess. Okay, so we're coming to the end of March. Um, oh yeah, there's more about that. Um, oh, and then the Lord showed me at the end of March, you need one more testimony. So the the witness of two or three the testimony of two or three witnesses it doesn't it makes a, a matter true I had two and the Lord said uh, one more and you will be you will be certain that it is me telling you um, that you have to leave him okay so at this time the Lord is just revealing so many things I had. I had blinders over my eyes in my first marriage and in this one. That's why I'm like, I am not getting married ever again. So, yeah, we had a big fight. He called and he was wondering if he should spend the night somewhere else. I'm like, well, you probably want to anyway. So March 30th, I was praying in tongues. My eyes were closed. I was seeing objects and activity. A light passed over like the sun, but it was very fast. 
It made me think of months and then days. Days will go by without any revelation. I think that's what's going on. Um, and the Lord was showing me time, again, time going fast. And then he's talking about witnesses again. And I'm seeing if there's anything. Oh, here I took a very long drive. Um, I just needed to get away. I just took a really long drive and the Lord was just showing me lots of things. Um, he was showing me every time that he would get me out of a situation, I would play the song by Matt Carney, Nothing Left to Lose. Lose. Something's in the air tonight. Uh, maybe you know the song. Um, I, I'm not a singer, so I'm not going to sing it. Um, but I play that song every single time as loud as I can stand it in my car radio and I'm thinking that's coming up we're gonna be leaving again we're gonna be leaving again and he and the Lord kept showing me Jeremiah 40 where he tells Jeremiah that one ruler guy tells Jeremiah lets him out of prison and he says you're free to go wherever you want to go you're free to go and every time the Lord is telling me it's time to go he starts showing me Jeremiah 40 and then I play that song on my way out. Here is March 31st. Resurrection, new beginning. Um, but there is a God in heaven that reveals secrets and makes known what shall be in the latter days. Your dream and your visions are these. Daniel 2.28 um, <clears throat> I felt like we were just lingering there. The Lord's like, just wait, just wait. I'm going to bring all of this to a close. Um, and then me and him had a talk. We went for a drive. And it was so neat. This is the last of what I will share right here. It was so neat that the Lord was telling me exactly what to say. So he would say something. I would wait. I mean, the Holy Spirit was, just, I, I, I don't have that now, you know, but the Holy Spirit would whisper in my ear, say this. So I'd say it and he'd be like, well, well, no, you know, and then, and then things just started coming out. It was like, it was like he had no control over the things that he needed to be truthful about. And there was one day, and maybe I wrote it down, but I was sitting in the kitchen and the and the Holy Spirit of the Lord said, he's going to bring flowers home. And a few minutes later, he walked in the door with flowers. You know, I was like, what? It was that verse when you hear a word to your right hand or to your left saying, this is the way walk ye in it. So we had this really long discussion in the pickup. And it was right before I told him, right before I knew that we were getting a divorce. But I, I told him, I, you know, I would, I was like, you're not being honest. You know, there's things that that the Lord is showing me. And he started digging through my, my notebooks or looking for my notebooks um, up in the office. Oh, I had moved into the office next to the, the older grandson's bedroom. I moved into that room because of the demonic activity in the bedroom. So I had moved in there. Little, tiny, tiny room. Just enough room for a desk and a bed. And, and that was it. And so I was, I was sleeping in there 
and because I, I couldn't I couldn't sleep at night if I went back in there this the you know just the nightmare not even nightmares it was really happening but I told him in the pickup we were sitting at a park in this little town and you know I pretty much was telling him you know you're you're just you're not being truthful but like I said um I always would stop for just a brief second and it looked like I was thinking because whenever you're in a really serious conversation especially one that's probably going to lead to divorce or something you know you're going to be thinking about your words we weren't the type to screech at each other you know we're we're grown-ups here we're in our 50s and the Lord would would say okay say this then and so I'd say it. And at one point, I don't remember what it was he told me to say, but I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to look crazy if I say that. And the Lord was just like, mm, you know, say it. And so I did. Did I write down what that was? No, I didn't. So I, I said it. And he, the look of shock on his face was amazing just this this look of shock like how did you know that so all right i'm gonna leave it there and we're gonna pick up with april maybe finishing next week things move pretty quickly after this so thanks for tuning in thanks for listening to my story and i pray you are blessed there is four of you that are faithful listeners and I, I love you. Jesus loves you. I don't know who you are. But I so appreciate you wanting to hear my testimony. Because in today's society, nobody cares. I know. I'm feeling negative this morning. But really, nobody. Nobody really seems to care. Oh, you got a testimony what Jesus did for you? Okay, well, take it to church. All right. I won't make this go much longer, but thank you for tuning in. Um, I'm, you know, eventually it does get more, more listens at the longer it's put up. But there's there's one or two of you that are just um, really interested, and I don't know if it's because you're going through the same thing. Um, but I'm I'm gonna pray for you this afternoon. I'm gonna pray for you. So have a blessed day.